You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Sassy Seniors is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code SASSY10, S-A-S-S-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order, no minimum, at Petco.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Kelly Jackson, and welcome to another edition of Sassy Seniors. So happy that you could join us today. We have a fabulous guest. Of course, we always have fabulous guests. But before we get started, the month of November is such a special month for senior pets. It is National Adopt a Senior Pet Month. Whoop, whoop. So this is what I want to do before we get started. I'm going to give you 10 quick reasons to adopt an older dog. Number one, older dogs are house trained, so you don't have to go through all those stages of you know, teaching them the house manners. Number two, older dogs aren't teething anymore, so guess what? They won't chew your shoes or your furniture. Number three, older dogs can focus because they're a little more mellow. Older dogs have learned what no means. Number five, older dogs settle in easily because they've learned, hey, they know what it takes to get along with other people and become a part of a pack. Number six, older dogs, they're so good at giving a loving home. Once they get into a new loving home, they are so grateful for the second chance. Seven, what you see is what you get. Unlike puppies, we love older dogs. They've kind of grown into their personality. Number eight, older dogs are constant companions. Hey, they're ready to go to the grocery store with you on hikes and any other things you like to do. Number nine, older dogs leave you time for yourself. And finally, number 10, the top reason to adopt an older dog, they let you get a good night's sleep. So let's hear it for the Older Dogs National Adopt-A-Senior Pet Month. And if you're looking to adopt a dog, consider adopting an older dog because they are often some of the last dogs to be adopted when you go to animal shelters. So tell that to you, your family, and all your friends. Adopt an older dog. We're going to be right back with Scott Summer. He's the owner and handler of not one, but two best-in-show Westminster Dog Show winners. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to 1-800-PETMEDS.COM forward slash sassy S-A-S-S-Y to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PETMEDS.COM If you ask the question What do I want? What do I need? I'll take a I need time, I need love, 
I Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City with your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Sassy Seniors. My guest today is Scott Summer. Remember JR, that cute little fluffy Bichon Frise who won 2001 Best in Show and Stump? He's the oldest dog to ever win Westminster Dog Show. Scott is the owner and handler of both of them, and he is our guest today. Hello, Scott. Thanks for joining us. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. Thanks. Now, you live in Houston, right? Yes, I do. Houston, Texas. And you have a kennel. It's called the Kennel at Champions in Houston, Texas? Yes. So you keep very busy. Yeah, we're very busy all the time. (laughs) (laughs) We have a lot of dogs here. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? As I was just saying, one of the best wins, I think, in Westminster history was seen when J.R. won the 2001 Best in Show. Is he always like that? Um, well, he's going to be 13 years old here in December, and he has slowed down some, but he's still quite active and very much like you saw on TV. <laughs> so he was he was around three years old when he won then? Yes. What's it like to be the owner of not one, but two Best in Show winners? It's great. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I show dogs. I'm a dog handler, so it's, you know, one of the most prestigious wins you can have, and to win it once is great, but winning it twice was just, you know, um, incredible. And it was, it was, it's just, you know, it's, it's just your dream. You know, when you show dogs, it's your dream. It's like playing football, winning the Super Bowl. You know, it's, it's, that's what they want. That's their dream. That's what it's, that's kind of the only way I can compare it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, first I'm going to talk about Jr. since he won first, the Bichon Frise. Do you think that because he was so excited and, and happy, do you think that he actually kind of knew that something was going on in his honor that night when he won? When I first started showing JR, I think the very first dog show I ever showed him, and he went best in show. And, you know, you get excited because they're winning. And it, well, you know, they, they, it goes right down the lead to the dog, and they sort of sense that they, they know something good just happened. And in JR's case, Sometimes he anticipated us to win, whether we won or lost. He kind of <laughs> just thought we won, <laughs> and you know. And I would, you know, you always encourage them because you want them. You know, it's it's a, there's a lot of dog shows in a year, so you do everything you can to keep them up and happy. And you know, well, we we go to you know 130 dog shows or 140 dog shows a year. Um, you know, so that that having that attitude like that and that you know boldness of his personality just made it all the better for him. 
Um, I know I'm taking you back a few years still. Had he made it to Westminster prior to his 2001 win? Yeah, the first year I showed him there, he went second in the non-sporting group behind another dog that was the number one dog in the country, which was, I think, a standard, which I believe was a standard poodle. And we got second in the group that year. And then we did, we kind of showed him, so, you know, we really didn't show him a whole lot that year. We um, focused more on the next year. We just showed mm-hmm. him every single weekend, just about. So, obviously, he was born to be a show dog. <laughs> no, <laughs> or yeah, how- he's quite the personality. <laughs> <laughs> how much did his life and your life change uh, prior to winning? Because was that the first time you had had a dog who had won Best in Show? That's the first time I personally have had a dog that I you know, showed and went Best in Show. Um, I worked for another handler. I worked for a handler named Michael Kemp, and he went best in show with a wire fox terrier named Lonesome Dove, um, which was, you know, and I was pretty attached to the dog, and I actually, you know, she was born here at the kennel, and we raised her, and, you know, so that was my first experience. You know, I was just a caretaker of the dog, basically, but that was great to win, and then to go on and win it with JR was just fantastic, and then then to have Stump win was just, you know, absolutely incredible. <laughs> absolutely. And, 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 a, and a very large surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much did your life change then after or after JR won and JR's life too? Or did he just go back to being a dog? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say our lives changed. I mean, he just, you know, he does the same thing today that he did when he was a show dog. You know, he, they, he lives at my house and comes to work with me every morning and goes home with me every night. It's the same, he's the same routine that he was in when he was actively being shown, just, you know, a little different. He doesn't like to be on the grooming table for hours at a time, so I don't keep his hair as long. You know, he still gets his weekly baths and still gets his teeth cleaned every week and gets his nails done every week and all the same things he did when we were showing him. You know, he still does all that today. Well, he's still pretty high maintenance then. Yeah, <laughs> any dog you have with hair like that, if you want it to look like it's breed, you know, it's there. They're going to be maintenance. You know, you have to keep them trimmed and keep them bathed, and then they seem to last a lot longer. Of course, I'm thinking of the movie Best in Show. I mean, how is it? Can you kind of give us an inside look on the lives of of training a dog to go to to Westminster? I know it must be well, expensive. Must be t- very time consuming. Is it? Yeah, you're not comparing the, to the movie, but no, no, no. Okay, all right. It's <laughs> no. It's a very. Um, it's a lot of work. You know, I get to the kennel. At, we get to the kennel around six o'clock in the morning. We work twelve hours a day every day, like anybody preparing to, like an athlete. When you're showing a dog, it's it's that much work you have to do. It's daily routine exercise. You know, taking care of their coats perfectly. Their weights have to be perfect. You know, they can't be skinny. They can't be too heavy. From that standpoint, there's a lot of work goes into it from, from that. As far as expense, you know, it, it can be expensive. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you have to do with show dogs. You know, there's entry fees, and the owners have to pay the handlers to show their dogs. And, you know, most, I guess a lot of handlers are in the same price bracket. Um, there's expenses involved, which, you know, you... You know, a lot of people do it differently, or you can divide the expenses amongst all the dogs you take to the dog show. Other than that, you know, there's a you know our daily boarding fee, 
Um, there's grooming fees or maintenance fees. It just depends on the type of bug and kind of what you have to do to it. So let me ask you this. So if I, okay, if someone had just, <laughs> just a regular, you know, house dog, could they make that into a show dog or well, do you think we, show dogs we, are bred? No, I have a lot of dogs that I show that live locally that go home, you know, during the week and then come here to the kennel on, you know, let's say a Thursday, if we're going to leave on Friday, the dog will come on Thursday and we bathe it and do its nails and get it all fixed up and take it with us. And then we come home, they'll either come pick it up or if they come to the dog show, they'll take the dog home with them Sunday after the show's over. You know, you can, there's a lot, we have a, you know, a boarding kennel and we do pet grooming. We have a lot of dogs that are in a modified look to what they would look like if they went to a dog show. How many years have you been showing dogs? I showed my first dog when I was five years old. And <gasps> no. I'm 47 now. <laughs> so, <laughs> You've been doing it almost all of your life. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my parents um, bred smooth fox terriers, and it was just like a, like a hobby for my mother. And I'm the only one of the six kids that got involved with them in a big way. So obviously Westminster's is like the the Super Bowl uh, of dog shows. Yeah, well, it's the second oldest sporting event behind the Kentucky Derby. So, you know, it's a, there's been a, a lot of tradition behind Westminster. You know, winning that, that's it's just you're just part of a real old tradition, and it's just great to be part of it. And I'm assuming, you know, when you were a little boy at five, maybe you um, thought, oh, I don't know if you thought that at that age that you wanted to make it to Westminster, but was that something that, you know, you wanted to do when you were that young of an age? Yeah, I used to have practice dog shows in my front yard that all my <laughs> friends would come over and we'd have all my mother's dogs out there. You know, this is not when I was five, maybe when I was like eight. And we'd have practice dog shows and we'd make believe we were getting all the dogs ready to go and show them in the ring and run around the dry- yard or the driveway, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> like we were at a dog show. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's, as soon as I knew what, what it was, I knew it was something I always wanted to do. I mean, I'd never, never had even a thought that I wanted to do anything else. Wow. Even today, there's, I, wouldn't, I would not change anything about what I do. Well, you've been there many times, and who knows? you think you'll go back with another dog? Well, all you can do is go and try. Yeah. You know, you can, you can have the, it's a funny dog show because you can have the greatest dog in the world. It can have a bad day that day, and you might lose. Well, I was going to ask you, that was my follow-up question. Have you ever had a dog just say, you know what, I am not feeling it today and um, just didn't do their best? I mean, what's been like the most embarrassing moment for you uh, with a dog during a dog show? Well, you know, they are they are dogs. They are going to make <laughs> mistakes and everybody's had more than their share of those things happen. Most embarrassing moment at a dog show, um, I guess has to be, I had a Bichon that I showed, the same type of dog as JR, that pulled its head out of the leash in the ring, and it took us about 15 minutes to catch her inside the ring. She never left the ring, she just ran around the ring playing. <laughs> so that, that was pretty embarrassing. But, you know, they do, they have off days, and, and when you show them weekly, like we do, you know when you're in there showing the dog, there's even the slightest little thing wrong, you know? Um, it maybe it just has um, didn't sleep well that night, or just you, know, you just know they're a little off, or you know anything. You know, they, 
they all have their moments. So when you guys you are know, feeding, you know, when you give those, I always see you guys, you know, during the dog shows, giving them the little treat. What are you giving them? The, are they like liver treats or something? Liver treats are good or it can be chicken or, you know, when you, some of those breeds that you see in the ring that have to stand there with their ears up all the time, like Dobermans and Boxers and those kind of dogs. I mean, you, sometimes you have to change what you use because they kind of get bored with the same thing. You know, so you have, maybe you'll do chicken, or if you go out and have steaks for dinner, maybe you have steak left over, you use that, or whatever. You know, some dogs like toys, some dogs like squeaky toys, some dogs like balls, and you just go and take what in there with whatever works for that particular dog. Okay, we're going to take a short little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Stump, who is okay. just, he made history not once but twice at Westminster back in 2009. So it's going to be all about Stump after the break. We'll be right back, you guys. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Sassy Seniors is brought to you by Pet Care Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. Pet Care Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with the savings up to 50%. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code SASSY10, S-A-S-S-Y, and the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more and free shipping on all orders over $35 at PetCareRx.com. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code SASSY10, S-A-S-S-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Welcome back, everyone, to Sassy Seniors. My guest today, Scott Summer, the owner and handler of two Best in Show winners. 2001 JR, which stands for Scott? Just Right. Champion (laughs) champion special times, Just Right. Okay. And Stump, who won in 2009. And what is Stump's real name or birth name, I should say? It's Champion Classics 3D Grinchy Glee. And how he got his name, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, why do they have such long birth names? I don't understand that. Um, 
Well, the first part of the name is normally the kennel that bred the dog. So 3D or Clussex is one kennel name and 3D is another kennel name. So two different people bred his mother. So Mm -hmm. that's why the Clussex and then the 3D, those are the two kennels where he came from. And then Grinchy Glee, I think was, I I don't know where they came up with that name. I never asked them that question, but that's his name. (laughs) Well, Stump, obviously, if you look at him, it's easy. It's a given why he is named Stump. Yeah, he has those those cute little legs. Yep, short, stumpy little legs and (laughs) stumpy little body, and I think his name is perfect. (laughs) It is. So um, he is celebrating a birthday next month, right? How old will he be? Stump will be 12 in December, and JR will be 13. Oh, they they both have a birthday in December? Yes. Oh, wow. We're going to be partying at your house then. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you're going to have a big, big party for Stump and JR, yes. (laughs) They, they normally they normally have those little small cakes. We normally they do normally have those. Have they been together since they were young? Then have they lived together as housemates um, since they were? Jr. was probably four, and Stump was three. So maybe Jr. kind of showed him the ropes of how a show dog really lives, huh? Maybe he gave him a few pointers. <laughs> yeah, I always say to. Um, all of the dogs here at the kennel, when we go to the dog show, I'll say things to them like, you know, get when JR starts barking or something because we're getting ready to leave. And I'll say he's just telling them not to let the family name down. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, take us back. 2004, Stump actually almost died, right? Yes. He was, um, had a, something that spread like a poison all through his entire body. And it basically like shut all of his organs down and his heart was working at less than 5%. And every time they would go to treat him with certain things, another part of his, another organ would start failing. So that lasted for almost 19 days that he mm-hmm. lived at the A&M University for 19 days. And he was in, ox- he was in oxygen tanks. He had temperature oh. of a 105, you know, for like days and days. <laughs> nothing, oh nothing seemed to work. So then what happened? How did something worked, obviously? They hit a combination and they just had a slight turnaround. And from that point, everything kept going forward. Um, You know, we, somebody from here, somebody that he knew well went there every single day and we'd, you know, sit with them, visit with them. You know, it was just, uh, they think that all of that was important because it kind of gave them a reason to keep going. It's amazing how how humans around. and pets are so similar in that respect, you know? Oh, definitely. But I think that it's, um, it was a very strange thing. He was great one day, the next day, and this is before he actually went into the vet. He was fine one day. The next day he was, he didn't eat, which was totally not normal. So, you know, we did all the basic things that you would do. You know, we just checked mm-hmm. his temperature and, you know, looked at him and, you know, try to figure out if there was something wrong. And then he just started to get a little quiet, really quiet. And then we just took him to the vet that same day. And he was at the actual vet's office here in Houston for just a couple of days. And then we transferred him to the A&M right away because we realized that, you know, everybody knew something serious was getting happening. It's wow. just, it's, you just have to be, try to be as ahead of the game as possible. <laughs> 
you know, you can't mm-hmm. wait too long. I think if we had waited any longer, we would have had more problems. Wow. Well, so. obviously, we're so happy that things worked out because they really worked out for Stump because he came back, guns, bla- paws blazing, and he took yeah, that he, Westminster 2009. <laughs> yeah, um, he's still exactly the same. He actually, I think he looks better now than he's ever looked in his entire life. His coat looks great. His, his, I mean, he's just... He looks fantastic. You could show him again right now today. Well, let's ask you. That's my follow-up question. He's retired, though, right? Or he'll, does he? He'll never be. He'll never be shown again. Yeah. No. Yeah. Once you win that to Westminster, that, that's kind of there's nothing else for you to do. There's nothing else for you to prove. It's not even 12 years old. <laughs> exactly. Nothing, nothing more for him to go out and try to do. If if I had a dog and it was the only show I ever showed that and it went best in show. I would retire regardless, even if it was mm-hmm. two years old. It's the biggest thing they can win. Well, he had two things that you would think would not be in his favor. A, he was 10 years old, and he um, is a Sussex Spaniel, correct? And that yeah. breed has never won. Yes, that's, that's true. Show. And um, you guys beat the odds. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, you know, it was... The reason why he went there is because while when Stump was being shown, he was owned by Cecilia Ruggles and Beth Dowd because he had made such a, he was in such good condition and he had looked so good. They said, you know, we should try showing him somewhere once again, just to show him. You know, nobody was expecting him to win. We thought, you know, if he could place in that sporting group or even just win the breed, that he, that, that would be great. You know, they just wanted to see him walk around wagging his tail again like that one more time. And, to be honest with you, that's exactly all we really expected. <laughs> and to go in there and for him to go best in the show was just, I mean, just made it a lot more fun, first of all, because now my name, I was an owner of him, and he'd lived with me, and, you know, he'd gone through all his problems, and to take him there, and he had won the sporting group four years prior to that, so he made it into best in the show, but he didn't go best in the show. And to take him there and to have him win that, it was just a, such a surprise that it, it was just, you know, incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. I was watching it, yeah. and after that, it put older pets on the map. It really did, Scott. I think older dogs are great, you know. I mean, there's a, a lot of dogs that we, you know, I, I raise certain breeds for certain clients of mine, and it's... There's a lot of dogs that are that are older or dogs that we keep for different reasons and you know, they could be, you know, three years old or four years old and when they go when they're placed with with people, they seem to bond really quick with people because they they just get so much attention just from one individual person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said earlier, there's a lot of there's a lot of pluses to having an older dog because you do cut out a lot of the stages that you have to go through with a puppy. I mean, it's just like having, hopefully, your child under 15, they're going to make mistakes and do things that hopefully your child at 25 isn't making the same mistakes. <laughs> you know, so they have a way to compare them. I mean, I don't do the same things when I was, as I, at 10 years old, I did things different than I do now that I'm 47. Right. <laughs> so. I think there's a lot of good about older dogs, and I think that I know all of the older dogs, whether they were, we normally, if we had a, um, let's say, I have Bichons that I breed for Mrs. Ruggles. You know, we normally breed them once, twice, and then some of them, 
will go they either go live with Mrs. Ruggles at her house and other other dogs we've placed in homes where they just become someone's pet and you know, they're spayed or neutered and they just go live with, with people and I think there's a rare occasion. I mean I have JR who's twelve years old that still does things that someone's three month old puppy would do. Yeah. But yeah. other you know, that he's a rare occasion in that department, in my opinion. <laughs> Yes, you know, stump would never dream of chewing something up, as where <laughs> Jr. would definitely chew something up. Jr. still has so. a lot of pep in his step. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> I mean, if it's mine and I leave it somewhere, Jr. will try to do something to it. <laughs> but that's just the way he's always been ever yeah. since he was a little puppy, and he's still the same way. I just think that having an older dog is, is, is great for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Um, I would recommend them to a lot of people opposed to a puppy. I would too. Let me ask you, when I was talking to you yesterday, you had mentioned that really you have raised Jr. and Stump, who are now, you know, 11 and, well, who will be really next month, 13 and, and 12. They are still pretty much the same diet that the, that you gave them when they were younger because they look so good. So what is the secret? Do you care for your senior pets any differently than you did when they were um, younger? No, I think that, that dogs are, have to be on a routine of some sort. And I think that you have to, you find the food that works and you use that all the time. Unless there's some reason to change, I think that they that they do better when they stay on the same diet. I think exercise is really important. Keeping their teeth clean is important. Their ears. I mean, every part of maintaining the grooming is very important. You know, whether it be a smooth coat coated dog or a long coated dog, keeping them bathed and clean keeps their skin better. And and you can't let things go. You know, like if they have a bad tooth, you need to take care of the tooth. You can't wait a year and take care of the tooth. If they have a, a wart that can be removed easily, you know, don't you can't leave it on them until it starts causing a problem. You know, because then they start chewing and licking and, you know, then you end up with problems. So, I mean, as soon as you notice something, if you can, you need to get it taken care of right away. Because when they're older, those things all seem to cause problems. And Excellent advice. Talk, you know, you just have to stay on top of them. I mean, I, yes. I have a lot of dogs here, but we look at every dog here has physical contact daily. You know, so you you examine them, you look at them. You know, we have them on a schedule. You know, like every Wednesday, we do nails, ears, and teeth on every dog in the kennel. You know, you have to stay on top of it because they, you know, they can get ear infections. They can get, you know, tooth problems. So right. That's why I think once you find something that works and, you know, not not the same thing might not work on every single dog, um, but, you know, we've had a lot of luck keeping all of ours on the same thing. You know, Sounds- we have exceptions and a routine exercise, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. just like a human being, you know, and if you eat ice cream every day, you're going to get heavy. If you don't, you probably won't get as heavy. <laughs> so, you know, you can only do what you can do, but I think keeping them on a routine, steady diets, cut out all the table food. You know, JR has eaten dry dog food since he was a puppy. So consistency. Yep, he still eats it dry, works very well, you know, for, for him. What about Stump? What's his, uh, what does his diet consist of? Are they, they have this kind of the same diet? Yeah, they're both on exactly the same diet. They, we, well, I feed Perina Pro Plan, the shredded chicken and rice, and some of them eat it wet, 
and some of them eat it just dry. I'm the same also. Couldn't agree more with Miko. He's on dry food. Yeah. He serves the same exercise routine on a daily basis. Yeah. So I agree. I mean, there, Consistency. There, yeah, there's some dogs that, you know, you may have to entice them to eat more. You know, you may have to add cottage cheese. You may have to add some canned dog food. You know, it just depends on the dog's eating habits. You know? mm-hmm. So, Scott, got to ask you, did JR or Stump, did they get any type of endorsement deals after uh, their win? Especially Stump, after, you know, making history. Is it kind of like an athlete no. gets endorsements or, or not? No, no, not really. They just, they didn't do anything like that. They you know, went to some places and they go to, you know, they went to, did some like therapy stuff and went to some grand openings of some buildings and went to the grand opening of the new Perina building, um, TV shows and a lot of functions here in Houston that anything that they can attend or that we can take them to, we we try to because they both like doing it. You know, they've gone to like rescue organizations, they've gone to charity fundraisers, um, you know, stuff like that. Although they've been to like MD Anderson um, to visit the kids and that was fun. You know, nothing, nothing outrageous. Yeah. So bottom line. They were asked to go to a lot of places of which we really couldn't get them there. You know, and they're, they're, you know, we really didn't want to keep pushing. We didn't want to push them and take them all over the place. So, Mm. you know, he can go to places, he goes to places locally. So a typical day, though, for, for these uh, former Best in Show winners, what would that entail? Just being dogs, huh? Yeah, just being normal dogs, sleep like normal dogs, run around, go to bed, sleep on the bed. You know, it's the same life they had when they were being shown, so it's not really all that different for them. You know, if I leave the house in the morning, you know, JR does not want to stay home. He wants to go. So you open the back door, and he runs to the car, and you open the door, and he jumps in the car. It's where he wants to go. This is where he likes it. There's a lot of action here all day long. And, you know, they get to see all the people and they like it. <laughs> they like people. They're social. They're yeah. very sociable. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Well, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. And it was just such a pleasure hearing what it's like to live with uh, two Best in Show winners and to know that senior dogs, you know, they are still very much a part of uh, society and really brightened up a lot of people's lives, especially Stump when he won, when he was a senior dog. <laughs> what is next for you? I have a whole, you know, whole bunch of younger dogs that we've been showing that we're, we'll show at Westminster and hopefully they'll do well. And other than that, my daily routine hasn't changed much either. And take care of the dogs and go to dog shows every weekend. <laughs> And will Stump and JR, are they just kind of, um, do they just watch Westminster on television or do they go with you to New York every year? Um, they've gone. JR has gone the last couple of years. Um, they, again, they have a little charity events that they go to. So, you know, they've been going the last couple of years. I don't know if they'll go again this year because it's just hard. We get to fly in there. It's just, it's, you know, difficult because we have all the other dogs we actually have to show. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's more difficult to get them there. I bet it is. Flying, I bet, would be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so well, many they, dogs. They, let, they let Stump walk on the airplane. So he goes on the plane with us, and JR goes in a Sherpa bag under the seat. Um, <laughs> so, you know, those two are good. But I also have other dogs that I have to take, you know, with us. But it just depends on how many dogs we have to show. Yeah. As to whether I can get them there or not. Well, Scott, thank you so much for joining us from the kennel at Champions in Houston, Texas. Can you do me a favor? 
Can you give yeah. JR and Stump a belly rubs for me? Will do. <laughs> All right. Will thanks do. so much. We really appreciate okay. it. Thank you. And that ends this edition of Sassy Seniors on Pet Life Radio. You can also join me. I have columns daily on my website, arf.com. That's double A-R, double F. Don't forget to celebrate senior pets every day. Thanks so much for joining us, you guys. Have a good one. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.